I got a question for you guys. So we go back several years, perhaps it's um, a holiday party, Saturday evening, two glasses of organic wine in, and one says, revive functional wellness. We're going to do it. Who's the <laughs> one that comes up with the idea to do this? <laughs> well, um, actually, it was, I mean, and this for me at least, um, when Sabrina mm -hmm. uh, went through her journey with her, with Lily, her daughter, yeah. um, because we all kind of wanted we knew kind of what we wanted to do, but there's so many different programs and different mm -hmm. paths to go. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she called me and said, found it. I, I found it. She goes, yeah. I yeah. look no further. FDN is what we yeah. need to do. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show, episode number 289, I believe, of the Health Detective Podcast. So uh, really cool. Now that I'm thinking of this, this is such a unique episode. We probably, this could have been our 300th episode with uh, the <laughs> So we're setting a record, and if you're on audio, you might have just heard multiple laughs. You're like, wait, what was that? Uh, it's because it's our first time ever that we're interviewing uh, not only more than two people, we're actually interviewing four people all at once. They share a business together. And so because of the nature of this today, in, in the audio version, you would have heard individual bios and they're shortened. You can read the show notes to see the full bios. Uh, but for the sake of time and making sure we get into this, I wanted to uh, kind of jump fully in. So we have four RNs who all Again, I said this off air, not converted uh, into functional medicine, but learned to mix the best of both worlds because there is validity to both. And I, I say this all the time. If you're a regular listener, it's not one or the other. It's how can we use these things effectively and combine both um, by sheer coincidence, my, my sister's uh, a nurse and she just she's like 45 minutes away at the hospital that she's at. And one of my friends, their kids just got di diagnosed with type one diabetes. And she's the nurse, go figure, that's working with the kid up there 45 minutes away. So she helps with that. And then I help. We got it in the family as well. Um, I did want to do this, though. I want people to kind of get some picture of you guys, associate a voice with the name, especially for the audio listeners. So you guys all have uh, really interesting and cool stories yourself. Um, Tina, yours stood out to me, especially because you're a teenage uh, cancer survivor. So if we could all just go around and Tina, we'll start with you, maybe one to two minutes, if you can. Yeah. Uh, what the heck got you into this space and what did you deal with yourself? Yeah, yeah. Well, at the age of 12, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I had some very scared parents that brought me to a major medical university. Um, I was lucky that it had not spread through my body. It, had, it was just found in a lymph node in my neck. Um, but they still, um, I had a surgery. They removed my spleen. Um, I had chemo. I had radiation. Um, as a middle school girl, I lost all of my hair. That was very hard. Um, but I am proud to say, and I'm thankful to the clinicians that I am obviously a cancer survivor. Um, but they also put me on, um, on antibiotics, penicillin for the rest of my life, which 
we know now what, you know, what that did to me. Um, but, you know, after that, I didn't change anything because I didn't know any better. So I went on to, through my teenage years. I went to college. I had kids. Um, never changing my lifestyle, never realizing that I needed to keep my body free of stressors and whole and healthy and my immune system strong. So it wasn't until a few years ago that I went down this um, amazing rabbit hole of functional wellness. Mm -hmm. And I learned that, hey, I need to find out what the stressors are in my body and fix them and keep my body whole. And um, it's just been amazing. I've been able to get off. I was on Xanax for um, you know anxiety. I was on Ambien to sleep. I was I, I had migraines every single day. Um, I no longer have any of that. I'm 47 years old, a cancer survivor, and I've never felt this good in my life. And we we just want to shout it from the rooftops. Like we eat, sleep, dream. We never stop talking. Never, never. <laughs> we just the four of us we just can't stop talking. And it's it's the best feeling in the world. And we're just so happy and and, and blessed. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, that's that's so cool. So glad you're here. I'm guessing that just based on what you said. So you're not still on penicillin for the rest of your life. Oh, no, health and wellness and healing our body is a journey. And so, you know, I continue on this journey every day along with my clients. I'm right by their side. Um, it's, it's hard. It's not yeah. easy. So it's um, yeah, excellent. Awesome. And Ambien and Xanax, those are hard things to get off, especially Xanax. That's kind of fun, right? So just kidding. Just kidding. Don't go do that. But um, No, I'm proud that those are heavy hitters, all of those things. And to be able to go through all that and come out on the other side is amazing. Um, thank you. Christy, you are going to be next. I'm just going in order now on the website. I pulled it up real quick. So Christy, I think um, the main thing I took from your story, and, and please correct me or add where I uh, need be, but you saw uh, some of the suffering and maybe incomplete nature of the Western medicine model and just wanted to add on to it. Again, not that one's bad, one's good, but it's just, hey, there's a hole here and we can probably fill this with different methodologies. So um, I'd love to learn more about you real quick. Yeah. So um, I actually, um, I was a rehabilitation nurse um, in my local hospital for 10 years, almost 10 years. And so I was working closely with chronically ill um, clients that were in crisis from their chronic illness. And so I got to see firsthand what that really looked like. And um, it didn't take me long. I really had like an intuitive um, inclination that we were doing things, you know, or we could have been doing things a little bit better um, from the start, but it didn't take me long to really feel like there was a lot to be desired. And um, and so my journey really started, um, you know, basically trying to um, <laughs> provoke change and, and things in that environment. And then I realized that um, through my own, own health journey that I really needed to um, find a better way. And so my story is very much like I was experiencing um, all sorts of issues and, and it was related to chronic stress. And from, <laughs> from being a nurse and, and the high demand of that job. And, um, and so I was um, experiencing a lot of digestive issues, a lot of um, anxiety, depression, um, and, you know, trying to find the answers. And, and through uh, conventional means, I ended up a lot, I ended up a lot worse, to be honest with you. And in like Tina's story, I ended up on a lot of um, a, a different types of medications, um, antidepressants and stimulants and things that really ended up bringing me to a really, actually a really dark place um, in my healthcare journey. And I, 
and I, you know, put my foot in the sand and I, I said, you know, I drew a line and I said, I can't do this anymore. And I had to figure out um, how to navigate, you know, getting back to a place of, of health and wellness for myself. And so that's really where I started to dive in um, to just the functional aspect of medicine. So. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, Sabrina, I got you next. I see that not only um, have you dealt with you know, cut these like myriad of symptoms that we see so commonly in this space, not fun to deal with. doesn't mean that they're normal, uh, but you see these things so often and then your kids dealt with some stuff too. So uh, yeah, let's touch on that real quick, please. Yeah. So, um, so my kids were, I've noticed they had neurological tics around the age of five, both of them. And, um, my son kind of grew out of his as he got a little bit older. Um, my daughter's hers just progressed. So she ended up having, Clothes texture issues, anxiety, depression, um, and it just spiraled out of control until um, I just really didn't know what to do. And so I prayed on that a lot um, after a really stressful night and um, woke up the next morning and I had reached out to um, another FDN, um, Piper Gibson, and um, signed up with her. And uh, within a month of going through her program, uh, my daughter's health like dramatically changed. Um, and they all witnessed it too. Um, and I told them about it. And uh, it was just amazing to watch and fascinating at the same time as a nurse. And um, yeah. so I told them all about it because I knew that they were close friends of mine and they were also into um, holistic remedies. And uh, we all just jumped in and signed up. And yeah, here we are with the revival <laughs> now. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so cool that you got to work with Piper too. The second I think of ticks or anything relating that, I think of Piper because that's one of her specialties. So um, yes. I didn't realize that there was even a connection there until you said it. Go figure. Uh, she's been on the podcast, folks. You can check hers out after this one. Um, Emily, last but certainly not least, I see that you had a few different interests, right? You got anthropology to nurse to um, FDN and then, of course, your own health challenges. So I'm curious, yeah, what was your story like? Well, um, definitely from a my bio and my past, you can definitely tell that I love people. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love um, getting to know people. Uh, but my basic, my journey um, is kind of similar to Sabrina's. Um, our children are about the same age um, and they kind of have some similar, you know, neurological tics, um, a couple of things going on. But the biggest one was my son. Um, he's 16 years old now, but when he was a child, when he was a baby from like eight weeks until about seven years old, he suffered from severe, 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 severe eczema, uh, which developed into um, childhood asthma, developed into a whole bunch of chronic ear infections. And he, um, I didn't know better then, that, but he was on a lot of antibiotics. He, uh, we went to many, many different specialists, even some of the big, best specialist in the United States to try to help them. Um, and when it got to the point where the doctors, I had two doctors look at me and say, I don't know what to do um, because this eczema was so bad. So, you know, your mama heart says, okay, all right, well, if you can't figure it out, I have to figure it out. So um, that's when I started diving into, because I've always had an interest in um, holistic uh, functional wellness. So um, kind of went that direction and, Sabrina and I actually went to nursing school together and because our children were so similar, um, we just kind of both decided, all right, this is, this is our path. This is what we're supposed to do. 
This is so cool. This is like divine connection for all you guys. Yeah, we love Church yes. so much. It's crazy. Our stories are going to We all like went to nursing yes. school together. We had babies yeah, together. together. Yeah. We had very, very much together. Yeah. And we had all of our health issues health around issues. the same time. Yeah. And yeah. even though they were all so different, they were all, the, our stories were so similar in that mm -hmm. we were, that we knew that there needed, you know, we needed more answers. We knew that we needed to dive in. We needed yeah. to do the work for ourselves yeah. to, yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, we, we needed yeah. to show up. And, and we, we also reach out to each other for yeah. support Constantly. because this health yeah. journey is not easy. And that's yeah. how we, we tell our clients, we understand, we walk this every day as well. Yeah. So we support each other. And then Chrissy and I, we both had breast implant illness. Mm -hmm. And so it was like planting that seed everywhere you go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I saw her at a Christmas party. I hadn't seen her in a while. And I said, you know, like, I, I think I have breast implant illness. I'm, my surgery scheduled for explant coming up in the new year. And she she said to me later, it was like she got hit by, like, a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. was like, oh, my gosh, this is this may be what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's just planting that seed and doing right. your research about right. it. Yeah. All right. So I got a question for you guys. So we go back several years, perhaps. It's um, a holiday party, Saturday evening, two glasses of organic wine in, and one says, revive functional wellness. We're going to do it. Who's the <laughs> one that comes up with the idea to do this? <laughs> well, um, actually, it was, I mean, and this for me at least, um, when Sabrina mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. went through her journey with her with Lily, her daughter, Yeah. Um, because we all kind of wanted, we knew kind of what we wanted mm -hmm. to do, but there's so many different programs and different mm -hmm. paths to go. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she called me and said, found it. I, I found it. She goes, yeah. I yeah. looked no further. FDN is what we yeah. need to do. She's always the ringleader. Yeah, she's the right? ringleader. Hey, let's go back to your team. I don't know. I don't know. We end up in nursing school. Let's have babies. Ah, we end up in babies. Like, <laughs> she's but, always the ringleader. But I would, I would say that Piper planted that seed. We all knew we wanted to go into functional medicine. We didn't want to go back to school who you know we're all in our that, like yeah early yeah. 40s we're like we really want to go back to school like you go a little bit deeper you know like our masters yeah. and things like that and so she had mentioned fdn and i said i i went and researched it and i was like girls i found it let's yeah. let's do this and we yeah. jumped i mean we all just jumped in and said let's do this yeah yeah i don't even think i understood that that so all all of you went through at the same time literally everything together Very good. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off it's hard with five of us but please yeah, yeah. sorry no i was gonna say you know um i even at one point just was going to pursue my master's and and i was starting the classes and i was still like so uninspired by you know what would i be doing day to day like i just yeah. i really wanted whatever this was going to be whether we had to start a business or um, whatever I did next, I really, really wanted to be fully committed and feel like I was being a hundred percent a part of the solution and never a part of the problem. And so that, and so Sabrina was sending us um, programs all the time. Like, I think we should do this. And I was looking yeah. and yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't it. This isn't it. And so when she sent us this program, I was like, yeah, this is that's it. it. But that's the one. Evan, so, I was sending them podcasts. Yeah, yeah we were sending you. I traveled for work and I would turn your podcast yeah. on. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this one. And then the next day, you have to listen to this yeah. one. And they were like, Sabrina, I have to work right she now. Was, <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> would call me like from the shower listening to your podcast. And she'd be like, listen to this one. I'm like, how do you it's my time away from my kids. I appreciate you guys very much. I will let Reed, I'm going to make him listen to this one. This is job security right here. I'll be like, look at how these people are awesome. They're in it and they listen to the podcast. So um, that's great. So it's kind of funny. Every group has their ringleader, right? You know, I've 
for better or for worse, maybe been the ringleader of mine. Um, but when you guys all were going through FDN, you know, every single one of you, I mean, the heads are shaking, you're all verbally agreeing. And it's great to shout out FDN. I appreciate the respect for it. But I, I am curious because we actually get a ton of nurses, especially nowadays that have been calling. Yeah. Um, we have a, a resource called our five and five workshop. It's also called our functional lab workshop on the main website. So check that out if you guys are interested. But what I'm what I'm getting at is a lot of the people that go through that are actually nurses. And it's we're diving into the science. We're diving into the lab. So, of, of course, it attracts people like you guys. But there are other programs out there that do labs. I don't think there's many bad programs out there. I think there's different fits for everyone. So if we can, to, to some degree here, why do all of you agree that, oh, this is it? Like, what was it about it that you said, this is the one, this makes sense to us as nurses? I mean, I personally like the approach of the dress. I think that is the most important thing. For one, it starts, you know, it, it starts with what you put in your mouth. So, you know, the diet, the rest, the exercise, stress reduction, and then supplementation that works for your body. Um, and then that really attracted me because that's so important. That's, you know, that's what we always start our clients doing right away. And then the evidence base, like actually being able to see the stressors within the body, lay it out in front of your clients and talk it out with them. I mean, it's just it's just great. I, I, I love the whole idea of the program and, and that's, you know, what yeah. we do with our business. And I can chime in and say mm -hmm. too that, and, um, and I hear this from clients as well. Um, and, and through my own journey, I, you know, I was, I was, when I started to really explore, I, I have um, Hashimoto's and I have, you know, a few other things. And so when I was starting to heal myself and, and exploring practitioners, I was, it was kind of like nothing was under one umbrella. You know, I was, seeing this person for my gut and this person for stress and hormones. And it was just very disconnected. Yeah. And so when I tell people what I'm doing, they're like, that's amazing that you can, we can get all of that in, in your service. You can, we can look at all that. We can look at all that, you know, collectively. And so Absolutely. looking at the program, that was a huge, um, it just made so much sense in a way that nothing else really had. And, and again, I haven't looked at every detail of every, of every program. Maybe there are others that do, do this something similar but this was just the first time i i saw it presented that way and it just was so appealing so kudos, yeah. kudos to y'all yeah. <laughs> well and i appreciate the objectivity because I, i'm always the one to say there are other great programs out there i would actually say on some of the calls that i do because i'm a course enrollment advisor here like probably 10, 15% of the time, at least I'm referring people out to other things or saying, Hey, this isn't the time for you right now for this. Um, so I was just curious what stuck out to you guys, because I think it's, uh, it's very cool that this program can attract people like me, uh, who had a health coach certification, nothing wrong with that, but obviously I'm not as educated as you guys. And then you also see this and say, Hey, this is the one um, for us, it's kind of a, a cool place for the nerds that want the science side to go yeah. to, but then yeah, you don't have to pursue the masters yeah. or get a freaking doctorate and spend all this money and time for that. You can kind of just fast track it, learn the things that you want and get rolling. So how does your guys' business operate? Because one of the coolest things I saw on the website, um, and I don't know how literal this was, but you talked about almost, it seems like all four of you really do work with each client yeah. to some degree. So how does that business model work? Yeah. So I can go. Yeah. So, um, I love how I'm putting the answers on you guys. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Well, we all start talking together. It gets kind of crazy. We talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. We finish each other's sentences. Um, so yes. Yeah, so uh, as of now, we're set up to each individual individually take on a client, but on the back end, we are looking at these this, the information together. And so yeah. we really truly believe that four heads are better than one. Not only do we all have, 
you know, different information and, and have learned different information, you know, on our own accord. But we also have different experiences and life experiences. And I think that we can, you know, each add our own layer of interpretation beyond, you know, um, you know, just the standard interpretation. So we all are really looking and helping each other come up with the best protocol yeah, um, for the absolutely. client. Absolutely. And, and so it, we, but to keep it simple, we also, you know, we're running point individually on each client, um, but collectively yeah. um, looking at the yeah. information. Yeah. I tell, I tell all my clients that, that choose to sign up with me that it is going to, we do try to meet, um, we do have like a once a week round meeting at the round table mm -hmm. to discuss all of our patients. Um, so they're going to get, like Christy said, four heads on one and it's, it's great. I don't know what we would do without each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part about that, and I don't even know if you guys would look at it like this, but I mean this quite seriously, uh, the humility involved in that is what I really love because I think, and this happens in functional and Western, you, especially when you provide someone with tools to actually heal themselves or, or get better. It can boost your ego a little bit, man. Like you, you help someone change their life. And it's not like you're literally thinking about that all the time, but you're kind of, you think, oh, okay, I have all the answers. Your chest has popped out. I can help everyone. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that certainty and that unintentional arrogance that so many practitioners walk around with, this is the reason that people fall through the cracks. There is no system out there yet, including FDN. I'm sorry to break this to you guys. That's 100% effective for 100% of clients. Right. But we can get people 100% better. I've seen that all the time. How yes. you have to do that, though, is be willing to acknowledge when you don't know certain things or willing to acknowledge when you need help. And I love this, like, it's, it's almost a health mastermind that you guys are doing. Like, hey, what do you yeah. think about this? Um, yeah. So has there been client cases then for you guys where maybe one of you was taking one route and then someone in the group came up with an idea or another thought and you're like, oh, oh wow, so I need good. to go do this. Yeah. And you said that's all that's almost normal. normal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the good thing about this is us as nurses that we were taught critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you collaborate that with the health detective, mm -hmm. you know, putting the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. So we always like to share mm -hmm. what we're learning. Okay. Like for instance, we went over a Dutch yesterday and Chrissy said, this is what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? And mm -hmm. then we yeah. say, but why do you think that? Yeah. And so we're yeah. always changing each other about why. Yeah. And does it take a why lot of time? Yes. Yeah. But that's what makes us unique because we want to be able to share everything yeah. we've learned with yeah. each other. Yeah. We, we want to share each other's brains. Yes. We want to be together all the time. Yeah. We don't have like our, our significant others are like, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and we try to like, we're trying to find a, a, a way to organize even our information because yeah. we're constantly learning. So we're all much. very curious. We all have very naturally curious minds. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly learning at our own pace in different areas. And so yeah. trying to share that information with each other um, has been very interesting, but we're, you know, creating systems and we're creating, yeah. you know, we have tons of portals full of information and we're just yeah. trying to really, um, learn and at the at rapid speed yeah, and just yeah. support each other and do the absolute best we can for our Absolutely. clients because that's what this is about. And we're always open. And we're always learning new things. Like we, mm -hmm. we went back, we, we learned the HTMA test. Yeah. Um, we're looking into a genetics, test, genetics testing right now. So we're always learning more. We're just, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, exciting it's awesome. and fun. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah. but it can be a lifetime of learning. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, my husband said, am I ever going to see you again? I'm like, I don't know. Give me a couple no. years. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not that, like, we love it. It's, mm -hmm. We want to be with our families, but we don't want to leave our offices either. Yeah. <laughs> We're right. excited. And, and you know what? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we want to balance all those things, but I think that's the way I live my life. I don't 
I never understood, even before the world of functional medicine for me at 18, I remember I was reading these personal development books and stuff and some of it's cheesy, but some of it's really useful. And one of the most useful parts was I'm like, huh, I'm going to go do this, this work thing for the next 60 years, possibly. I don't want to hate that. I, I want to be excited if this is going to be a part of my day. And I think, you know, society almost teaches this opposite approach where we're like, okay, try to just retire as quick as possible, get out of the work. I'm like, okay, I could figure that out. That seems hard. What seems a lot easier is just making a life where I actually enjoy what I'm doing and serving others at the highest level. Um, that's a pretty damn good problem to have when the spouses yeah. are calling saying, where yeah, I'm at work voluntarily. That's about as good of an answer as you can give. It. Um, it's, it's hard to shut down. It really is, at least for me. It's hard to shut down and be like, okay, it's bedtime. But yeah, we had a few comments. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we have a few comments here. Danielle said, this is interesting. I've been looking at health coaching, but FDN could be a better route for me as an RN. Uh, very cool. Um, Joe said, "How? Well, great question here. How long did it take you guys to go through the program and when did you graduate? I think it took a, all of us a solid year. Yeah, um, sure. Tina, Tina a little less. Tina a little less. I started uh, like a couple months after, mm -hmm. so yeah, I had to yeah. pay, play catch up. <laughs> So we, it took us about a year. We took our time. Of course, we all at the time had, we have busy, you know, everybody at the time was working full time, kids, um, family. So we, we took our time through it and we graduated officially in May and June. May and, June. Yeah. and then we launched Revive in July. And so, um, so yeah, there was a lot of, you know, business, um, business building aspects to that too that were taking place while we were in school. We were yeah. trying to start, yeah. um, you know, laying out the business structure and things mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah. Cool. While we're on it, I have to, not that I want it to be the main focus of the rest of the show, but I'm, I'm curious about the business side of this. My brain always goes there. Uh, it seems like you all work together synergistically. Like this is amazing. But for those out there, realistically, what most people would maybe um, ponder is working with like a friend or family, or maybe only one other partner. How or what would your advice be, I guess, to people starting this stuff out? I know that you're still fresh, but it seems like you guys still love each other. So there's something working here for sure. Um, what is your advice to someone that might want to do this with, like, with another individual? If we have two FDNs that want to pair up, how can you do this in such a, a productive and, and seemingly kind way? Well, I think that people just, I think people, you have to isolate people's skill sets. So, you know, some of us are better at certain things. And so we really have to trust one another. So you have to find somebody that you trust that's, and listen to your gut, listen to your gut yeah. um, on that, because you really need to, to find somebody uh, that you trust to do this with. And then you really need to understand that everybody has their own skill set and let them play that, to that. Yeah. And, um, and there are, not everything is smooth. I mean, <laughs> we all are super passionate about this. Yeah. We want this to be our you know, this to be our career forever. And so there's a lot of pressure to make it perfect and to have our own voice in it and to, it for, to reflect our, you know, our goals. And, and so, um, but also like, I think just really trusting each other to, to do what we're good at and, um, and stepping back when we, when we need to. Yeah. And then reminding each other, like when we do have some hard, difficult times, just, stopping and and remembering yeah. why we why yeah we, why we did this and then uh just reminding each yeah. other we're thankful for each other and 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 saying like i'm a crazy person yeah, today, yeah. so yeah, i'm sorry <laughs> and i'm a crazy person today and yeah. tomorrow i will do better yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely about communication you yeah. have to make sure especially when you have four women that work mm -hmm. together you have to communicate and say okay um you know because when we all talk together about cases you know 
like you said, some people, you know, it's good to have that um, constructive criticism yeah. and you just kind of say, okay, you know, thank you so much. And um, you learn from all these experiences, but yeah. communication is definitely probably yeah. one of the best, most, most important things. Yeah. It sounds like the the passion and the mission is also something that all four of you are very good at keeping at the forefront. And the reason I say that is because when the passion and the mission is at the forefront, that's when the ego dissolves. And there's like, again, another thing that you guys brought up that revolves around humility is this idea that, no, you know, you're going to be better at something than me. I'm going to be better at something than you. It's not a competition. We're focused on the mission. So if we're focused on that, then it doesn't matter who's better at what. We just try to use those strengths. And um, that's actually the privilege that we have at FDN, I would say. Um, Reed has always been a guy that, I, mean, I literally remember the first question when we were interviewing or I was interviewing with him, he's like, what can you do? It, it wasn't you know, a position per se. It was more like, what are you good at? And I'll yeah. try to fit, uh, fit that for you. So that, that's really special. I think that's, it's simple, um, not necessarily easy to execute in business because we are all humans. And depending on the day that we're having, if I'm being a crazy person myself, uh, it's very easy to uh, get ego involved. So I think that's a powerful lesson for business uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Then in terms of what you guys help with and who you serve, is there a specific um, niche or demographic? Because yes, we have a lot of practitioners that listen, and I'm sure naturally we're going to attract nurses that are interested mm -hmm. in the FDN show, but I'm also very interested in uh, who you guys can serve because we have a bunch of sick people that listen that are trying to find their practitioners. Uh, and in this yeah. case, it's literally their practitioners because there's four of you. So who is your ideal client? Who do you guys like to work with? Anyone right now. We're, I mean, we're, we're so new. Well, you know? we thanks to our clients, we continue learning. Right. We're yeah. learning about every patient, but yeah. it's all really the foundations of FTN yeah. that helps them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all age demographics right now, you know, um, I had the experience of working with Lily through Piper, and I learned yeah. a lot. Yeah. And um, and Christy's daughter um, has dealt with some mold issues. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and then Emily's kids with their neurological tics and things, and so yours too. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like we all have this experience, and we're all learning. So we just feel like we can help serve everybody if yeah. we stay with these FDN, you know, the foundation for FDN. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think we are attracting um, people, you know, like us. Yeah. We are attracting. Um, you know, women that are, you know, in our, in our, in our age range. range. Yeah. Um, we're, um, well, I, I think we're, and we're also attracting, you know, we're, we're not necessarily marketing to children um, in any special way, but we are attra attracting um, children um, because of our clients for, because of our experiences. And so it was, it was hard to like decide, okay, do we, do we niche down? Like, how do we do this? And I, and I kept saying, I just feel like we will, um, we'll be pulled to where we yeah. need to yeah. be pulled to and let, let people tell us what they need. Let the yeah. community tell us what they need. Let, let the people that we attract, you know, tell us what we need and where we need to focus because I, there was really, a, it was hard to, to really, um, you know, isolate that. And, and it still is because we are re relatively new, but um, so yeah, yeah. That, I don't hope that answers your yeah. question. We're not, we're not above like referring out. We no, know that this is not in our wheelhouse that we're going to, you know, send somebody. them to someone that can, can definitely help them. For yeah. Sure. Another important lesson for all the uh, FDN business owners out there. It's like, again, and uh, it's the third time I'll say it, I'll stop saying it, but it really is something that you guys represent, in my opinion, is this humility thing. It's like, no, we don't have to be a savior for every single person. And in fact, you could be their savior by recommending them to the right person. Um, when I'm on a discovery call with someone, I say something that people initially might find bold, but if they realize what I mean, it makes sense. I'm like, oh, I guaranteed can help you. I don't know if it's going to be me, but 100% I can help you because I think about what we have at FDN and the community. I'm like, 
When I say I can help you, what I mean is I can get you to connected or connected to someone that you might not have ever heard of um, in the next 50 years, unless you got to talk to someone like myself or any of you ladies. And that's just a really powerful and cool thing to be able to offer someone where we say, yeah, maybe I can work with you. Maybe I can't, but I can get you to the person who can help. It's kind of like the best thing to give to someone. How does the nursing side of all of this come in? I'm really curious about it because it's not like you just throw away the nursing hat and then all of a sudden you're an FDN. In fact, you should mix both of these together if that's your expertise. So how would your um, practice having this kind of these dual methodologies, how would that work compared to someone like me who's only using uh, the FDN methodology by itself? I was going to say, um, you know, I think there's a lot that um, we can add with, you know, I think first and foremost, understanding when we can help and when we, when we probably should, you know, refer to somebody that, that is, is licensed or, yeah. or you know, to, to take the next steps and, and know, you know, when we're being a disservice and when we're not being a disservice to use a functional approach. And um, also, I just think it, you know, like Sabrina said before, like our critical thinking skills, like we're able to see the information, I think in a, in a I don't want to say in a different way, but obviously we have a lot of context and a lot of experience in the medical field, you know, all the anatomy, all of the phys- physiology, there's, there's just, it's just hard to isolate exactly how that factors in. But um, yeah, I think, Anybody want to add to well, that? I think a lot of times too, like going in, you know, when you become a nurse, you're always constantly wondering why, you know, mm-hmm. when, like yeah. I worked in that hospital setting for over a decade yeah. and you would see all these people who had the same um, chronic illnesses, you mm-hmm. know, diabetes, COPD, and you would ask and, and question, you know, why are we seeing so much of this? Why right. is this happening? And so as FDNs, you know, because an, an RN and, you know, background that you constantly are wanting to know why. So mm-hmm. I think that drives us a little bit more of uh, saying, hey, I really want to figure out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's where it comes in, like, pers- like, you know, going to the doctor, and this is how they're trained, and we understand that, but they don't have the time to really, like, they, they have to give these prescriptions, these Band-Aids. They don't have the time that we're spending mm-hmm. digging in to why. And, yeah. and something else I'll add too is, yeah. you know, as a, as a nurse, you are trained to be an advocate. Yeah. And so that is, I think, just fundamentally what we're doing as FDN. So that, that really mirrors um, each other. And so yeah, that's something that I was super passionate about and excited when I became a nurse was just patient ab- advocacy, like constantly finding yeah. the next best step for my, for my patient and advocating and being that middleman for them a lot of times. And and um and so that has definitely just bled right through and seems very seamless um in that way. Very cool. We had an audience question. Um, did you all step out of being an RN when you started this business? Because I mean that's a great question because I know this is newer for you guys. Did you just give that up or is it still a mix back and forth right now while you're working on this? Yes. I, it's I, it's a mix. I still work. It's, it's a mix. Cool. You know, we're we're trying to phase out of that because obviously we want to be in the functional yeah. medicine space, but that's gonna take some time as our clientele builds for sure. Yeah. 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 And I stepped away um after I had all my health health issues, I sort of felt um, pretty disenfranchised. I was, um, I'm a kind of an all or nothing girl and I was frustrated and, and I said, you know, what? I, I, I don't think that this is the, the space for me anymore. And so I'm going to find something else until I realize what I need to be doing. And so I, I left, um, the, the bedside in 2018, I believe. Um, so I had been a, a, away for a little while and okay. 
doing my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been there. I know what you're talking about. All good. Um, I think what I'm also interested in is how you break down your program or program. So if I'm listening today and I'm like, maybe I'm just a nurse that's sick and I don't really want to go do this, but I'm resonating with you guys because I'm like, holy cow, I'd love to work with these ladies because they get me. Um, If I'm them, what can I expect? Are you guys doing you know, only one core package, all five FDN labs, or is there kind of different levels to it? Because I know that there's, uh, we don't box anyone in. We suggest yeah. the way to operate a practice, but uh, especially here, you can get really creative. So what could I expect if I'm a consumer and I want to work with you guys? What would it look like? Yeah. So we have a couple, we have two packages right now, um, one for adults and one for children. And so we have a foundation, um, a foundation package, we call it, which is primarily focusing on the gut. Um, and we use the HTMA with that package. And then our second um, package is called our, it's our signature package. And for adults, that's going to be, you know, what you what FDN recommends, which is, you know, stress and hormones, digestion, um, there's food sensitivity testing. Um, that's right. Uh, we do thyroid testing. We feel pretty strongly about adding um, a full thyroid panel. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, and then for children, you know, we're using um, the GI map and, and, um, obviously working in the microbiome and then we um, add food sensitivity to that panel and, and now yeah. uh, with the wheat zoomer and yeah. then um, gen- some genetics. Yeah. Well. And so we also give the options to our clients to add on tests like the mm-hmm. HTMA, mm-hmm. Um, a genetics is going to mm-hmm. be an addition. Mm-hmm. So Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very interesting. We have another, you guys, the audience is loving you guys. Just so you know, um, today you had the highest live viewer count that we've had since we started the live ones a month and a half ago. And that's it's Friday midday, so not bad. Um, Amanda asked, with your RN license, are you able to draw your own labs, such as blood in your office? Major kudos to you all. Oh, no, so um, so we're not technically functioning within that license. So yeah. that would be... Um, that would be a whole extra thing. Uh, we're yeah. not really interested in that. We don't want to acquire the insurance that it would take to, mm-hmm. to access. Um, at least at this point, at this point, point, at this yeah. point we're not there. So yeah. we, we refer, there's a, um, a phlebotomist that will come to their home and draw their labs um, or they can go to a lab. Yeah, and we're trying to make um, the lab testing um, simplistic. As yeah. you know, this can be um, you know a lot for everybody, especially when they're not feeling well. Um, to get all the, you know, to get everything accomplished yeah. when it comes to the lab testing. And so we are trying to make that really um, simplistic for our clients and, you know, using obviously stool, urine, um, you know, blood spot when we can't, you yeah. know, trying to make it um, as simple, as simple yeah. drop yeah. ship to the house and, and go from there. So. Yeah. Amanda said, thank you. Um, I have uh, just, there's other questions that I had uh, today that I was hoping that we could get to. And and this is, so it might seem a little random, but uh, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's something that I think is really important to ask you guys. When you're working, you know, wherever you might work as a nurse, whether it's a hospital, somewhere else, I've heard, and my sisters brought this up, actually, half of the problem sometimes is not only what Western medicine is pushing, uh, but it's also what the consumer desires, right? Like the consumer is almost demanding this quick fix. And do you think more people would be open to this if they knew that there was alternatives? Or do you think some people are really just kind of doomed to that quick fix thing? I I guess the the larger question here is too, I'm just fascinated by the paradigm shift that you guys might've had to go through where you see these people that just want the quick fixes. And now you're talking cash-based businesses, running all these labs. It's it's a huge transition. So um, how much of this is the responsibility 
of the consumer to really say, hey, I, I got to look beyond the quick fixes and start thinking bigger and really taking responsibility for my life? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I yeah. feel that there's more of a shift of people wanting to, to take ownership of their health. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially since yeah. COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, yes. that, that has been, it's, there's been a, a huge shift, at least around here, mm-hmm. where people actually are interested in not having the quick fix, but doing the work to fix it. And right? I always say too, I always say that people will hear the information that they need when they're ready for it. And so, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, maybe something wasn't resonating, but you know, they're, they're at a point in their health where they're like, like finally they're hearing that, oh, what's that thing you guys do again or, yeah. or whatnot. But we are, we're educating constantly. This isn't just for, yeah. you know, you know, somebody that's really into functional um, wellness, we kind of hear that a lot. Oh, my sister really likes that. And I'm like, yeah. well, actually, no, this is really for everybody. And there are other options. Yes. Um, and let, let us talk to you about it and then explain that. So um, we kind of put the responsibility on, on ourselves to educate to the best and make it as relatable um, and, and easy for people to understand. We, but, we try yeah. our best to dumb it down, what you say. Yeah. We're like, we got to dumb this down. Not that people are dumb, but like, I mean, even for ourselves when we were learning it. Right. Because, right. because when you just start talking to people about functional medicine, they're like, what is functional mm-hmm. medicine? Yeah. So we're, we just have to kind of figure out a way to just have that casual conversation when you're just anywhere because people constantly ask us right now when they see us, you know, we could walk into Target or yeah. go to a football game, you know, and they're like, tell me more about your business. And so yeah. we just really try to make it simplistic. I think, we're, I think we are at a, at a place where we're starting to shift, though. Yes. People are, are starting to wake up to the fact that, you know, I'm doing all this and I'm taking all this, but I'm not feeling I'm not feeling any better. And I think right. as that continues to compile, yeah. um, people will their ears will perk up and they'll be a little bit, you know. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what's happening. I think that's uh, one of the important things about how we can collaborate with other people that are within this health space because we all need to kind of educate because people just are not informed sometimes about these things and so being able to listen to these podcasts and being able to you know we live kind of I mean we live in a town that's you know very tourist town but it's still a relatively small town and what we do is very unique to our area yeah (laughs) I was gonna say and maybe you you know the audience and you don't really realize but we do live in a space that I mean, there's what, maybe a few people that are operate in the functional medicine space at all. Mm -hmm. And so we are really starting, like we are, um, you know, we're starting out as kind of something that's brand new, um, you know, for our community in a lot of ways. So um, that's been interesting. um, But we're, yeah, it's exciting at the same time. Yeah. I had, um, this relates to something you guys said. I had this show that I did before this FDN podcast and my tagline there was leveling the playing field, um, around physical and mental health. And what I meant by that is you guys mentioned some people just don't even know that there's options, right? It's one thing to take personal responsibility. It's another thing to not even uh, really understand that you can take personal responsibility. And that's my mission still, uh, whether it's the tagline or not, it's different, but that's my mission because I actually truthfully do not care if you want to get your thyroid removed for Hashimoto's. I'm not advising it. I can't give medical advice, but I'm not advising it. But at the same time, I want you to understand that, hey, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, there are many things that you can do in natural medicine for Hashimoto's. And actually, many people are able to go into remission. That's not a claim. That's actually true. We see this all the time. So which one would you rather choose, right? And um, I think people just deserve to have that decision given to them uh, because many people weren't. My mom, she had Graves' disease and she did get a full thyroidectomy. This was after years of suffering and trying different things, long before, unfortunately, we knew about what we know about now. 
And we've come to the conclusion that that probably did not need to happen, but she never knew any different. And so it, it leads to my next question here. And I'm always curious about this one, especially ever since it was back at like episode 100 something, we interviewed Dr. Kieran Dunstan. And I said to her, so she's a regular doctor by trade. And I said to her, what do we need to do to have Western medicine be more open-minded to this? And if you've ever listened to Dr. Kieran Dunstan, she's very direct, very blunt. She said, Evan, they're never going to listen. It's if they go through something themselves, that's when they'll be open. I'm just curious if maybe you have a different perspective. Do you think Western medicine is becoming more open to this? And whether that's yes or no, how can we show them that we're a complement, we're not competition, um, and we want to help with certain things? Because there are so many smart people. I mean, really, you can only be so dumb and be a doctor or a nurse. Like You have to be pretty smart. And yet, when we see what decisions are being made for people's health, we look at it as crazy sometimes. So how can we help inform these individuals and, and make them more open to what we're doing? Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. I I'm gonna, seeing I'm seeing that with my clients. Yeah. So so I, one of my clients, um, she did, we did her GI map and she had a history of stomach ulcers and um, for for years. And so we did the GI map and it showed some revealed some things. You know, uh, the blood occult was high. She had some strep and H. pylori, and um, she went to see this doctor who I actually referred her to because I'd only heard about him through COVID. How he was like. Um, had, he liked the integrative side and he was referring his clients over to get, you know, IV infusions, you know, like um, for vitamin C and, and, and the Myers cocktail and things. And so I said, why don't you go check out this doctor? I've heard he's really good. And, um, and so she did and she loves him. And so um, when she got her when she got her GI met back, I said, you need to take this to your doctor and just talk to him about it. And he has been amazing. He's so open to what we have to say. And she told him all about our program and he said, I love it. I would actually like to meet her. And um, I don't think we're going to refer you to GI right now. I think right here, right laid out in front of us in this GI map is probably what's been going on with you for many years. And so without that GI map that we ran, he would have never known that. So, um, you know, I said, you know, she kept asking me, what do I do? What do I do? And I said, you know what, this is up to you, but because of your history, I think you just need to go with the doctor. And he said, he was there to support her and said, I'm here for whatever you decide. If you want the triple antibiotic therapy, I'm happy to do it. If you want to try the natural approach with your FDN, I'm happy to do it. And, you know, and she was also a friend of mine. And I said, you know, I just, because of your history, it's probably best to just do do what you need to do with your doctor and we can just work on you know healing your gut afterwards yeah awesome. she's feeling amazing too. Yeah. yeah i think so far we've been it's been a warm welcome um because yeah. we do all have such a history in this community um yeah. and we all have we know all the doctors, we know all the doctors. <laughs> so i mean i mean we might get a little we might get pushed back and people there's always going to be people that are going to question and and again like you said it's it's a tough it's a tough conversation to have sometimes yeah. but um, I think we're just going to continue to prove um, that, you know, what we do works. And yeah. um, that's and, nice. And, and also, too, when we were going through the program, um, you know, I was in the hospitals every day and all the doctors that I know, I wouldn't shut up. Yeah. I'd be like, look at this. I'd bring my, like, when we tested me through the program, like, and I'd show them all the results. And, and they're interesting. They, they loved it. They're interested. They loved it. Um, a couple of them said, that we love that like we've always wanted to go down that route but we can't afford it like hmm. we just can't yeah. we can't um, they're committed and, and they wouldn't i wouldn't shut up like i was talking to the doctors every single day sharing information but so. i think whenever you have somebody who does um give you a little bit of pushback just look at that as an opportunity for education yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely so 
Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I remember um, I had to <laughs> I had to get a back-to-back colonoscopy and endoscopy, which is super fun, um, <laughs> in the opposite order, maybe. I was coming off the, the very fun drugs that you're given to actually endure these procedures. And I remember there was, it was kind of crazy, but there was a cancer patient on the other side of my room. And I remember they were given him Pepsi and like spaghetti, all this stuff from downstairs. And so I pull up on PubMed, these studies about, you know, glycolysis and cancer and all this stuff. Now I'm still on the drugs, right? So this is, this is not the best time for a debate, but what I'll never forget, I wouldn't have done this normally, but I'm showing my nurse this. I'm like, you guys can't feed him this, please. what, What I remember though is, you know, there was no arrogance. There was no fighting back despite how crazy I looked at the moment. I remember her coming back in later and she's like, I never learned that in medical school. She's like, that's, she's like, I just looked that up out there. That's crazy. So she was actually super interested, interested. No one ever told her that it's possible or that it exists. (laughs) That seed. Like that's awesome. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we did some good there. Um, Okay. Funny one real quick, if you don't mind. So what is, uh, what's the toughest part without getting in trouble here with each other? What's the toughest part about working with four people? Um, well, I can speak. I guess I can speak for myself. I am definitely like full steam ahead. Um, I move at a, a rate that's not normal, and so and I would like you know I want I'm trying to you know push so, uh, things along, and sometimes I can be kind of tough to deal with. So um, I'm definitely like I don't know. Yeah, just no, it's, we all go. Have we gotta do this. <laughs> I think for me the toughest thing is that. Um, I mean, if we're being truthful. Uh, oh, God, I should have. Sorry, sorry. The girls literally chat. We chat all day long, all day long. And, we're working. and I'm like, I can't. Like, at some points, I'm like, I have to put my phone down. Like, yeah. I, I can't just stay on this thing. We're all each other. Yeah. 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 But it's all good stuff, so you don't want to miss anything. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, yeah. That's actually hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, but they all mesh well, and yes. they're all we all mean the best for each other. We love each other, and at the end of the that is a great point. We all know our intentions, yeah, and so we can kind of look past and not get our feelings hurt or not try not to get super frustrated because our intentions are good and we have yeah. the same intention and same goal for for not only ourselves and each other and the business yeah. collectively. Yeah. So. I, I love some of the stuff that you guys are saying so much, especially that intention thing. I mean, that's a whole podcast on that. Uh, some of my coworkers, family members, friends, acquaintances, they, they kind of know me as a little bit blunt sometimes. And I, I actually, I pull this card. I try to pull the intention card. I'm like, just remember, um, do you think I'm a good person that means well? Then of course uh, they could say yes. But I, I think the intentions thing is the most important thing. Whenever someone, this is just a, a rule of life, right? If someone says something that offends you or upsets you, I first start with this and like, do I really honestly believe that this person was doing it with malintent? Uh, 95% of the time, if you can just be transparent and honest with yourself, the answer is no. Um, you interpreted it that way, but that's not what was meant. Um, give them a chance. Hear what they have to say when you say, well, this actually pissed me off. Right? This was terrible when you said that. So um, I love how even when I asked, you know, what's the the toughest part? It's still really benign answers. So I think this is it's going to be so exciting to see how this business just thrives um, over the years. Really excited to have you guys maybe back on all individually uh, because there's just, there's so much that we couldn't cover today. We're already at the 50 minute mark. Um, One thing before we wrap up, we can take a few more minutes. It's all good. I know that you really, I guess, haven't been 
working with people for that long in the FDN sense, but it, it sounds like there's people coming in and, and moving through the process. So are there any like really cool um, client testimonials yet of like, to the degree that you're able to share? I always like someone who came in, they're at the rope's end. This is maybe like their last stop. And then you're able to help them. Is there anyone that sticks out of the top of your guys' heads? Yeah, I was gonna say, cause yeah. we have people, you know, most of the people are still in process, but we yeah. have every day it's um, something. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like um, one of my um, clients now sleeps like a baby. She'd mm -hmm. wake up and she's like, oh my God, the whole program, just that alone is like, my life has changed. She mm -hmm. doesn't wake up in the middle of the night anymore. I have one that can walk up the stairs without any more joint pain. Mm -hmm. um, my client um she's been in the program for a month now she's little she's down 11 pounds mm -hmm. tons of inflammation that she had gained 50 pounds during covid she got she was one of those that got really sick from covid um and she's sleeping through the night her estrogen dominant symptoms of like resolved um she was been on hrt mm -hmm. for 30 plus years so um, she feels, yeah. I got the most amazing text from her on Sunday and I said yeah. to you guys, she's like, I feel amazing and I'm so glad I took this journey with yeah. you so that you feel awesome. I think too, the coolest thing about us, and maybe it's because we're new, I don't know, maybe it'll change in the future, but our clients can get to us so easily. Like they just reach out to us and we're, we're on it. Like, and they don't necessarily have like right now, some of them like book an appointment. Like we are very responsive. To when they reach out so yeah we want to they love that yeah we're providing the support that we wish we had when we were going yeah. to these things ourselves so um, what does that look like and what what do you need but yeah i think collectively we're just seeing a lot maybe not this uh, we haven't seen the you know the end result yet because we're still we still have people we're coming in, up on yeah we're coming up on the end yeah. and the end of some programs but um and so but we're like getting these little testimonials yeah, like my skin is clear now yeah. like that's amazing that and they're so happy they're excited for us to share this information yeah. too so um yeah there's just it's just been it's been great yeah a lot of little things over the last couple months so yeah that um that can't be overlooked about the, the kind of the service side to this you know i think some people uh get a little if, if they're new to this, they just get shocked sometimes by maybe some of the prices at the packages uh, of the packages. And I say firsthand, I mean, our business, we do 3,300 and 4,500. Like, why is it that much? I'm like, name the health practitioner that's going to answer your text at Saturday on a 7 p.m. when you're out with friends and you don't know what's. Every time yeah. I walk into or I book an appointment with a functional doctor that I see, you know, it's $150 just to even talk. Yeah, it, I, I know I've paid that over the years, you know? Yeah, no, no, we're not. Yeah, I'm not charging this amount so that we can rip you off. I'm charging this amount so that we actually have the the mental capability because we have to, uh, you can only pour from a cup that's filled, right? You can't pour from one yeah. that's empty. I'm like, it's so that we have the mental and emotional capacity to be able to help you. Again, when you're out on a Saturday night and you're with friends and you're like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you on a Saturday, but does this thing have gluten in it? We're like, Yes, it has gluten in it. We, yes, yes, it, it always has gluten in it. Every time. chips and salsa. Yeah, and another thing to add to that too about yeah. the cost of things. Um, we're trying our best because I mean it's 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 expensive, and we know yeah. it for firsthand ourselves. You know, um, we try to make it affordable. You know, yeah. we offer package um payments, and um, yeah. and so we're yeah. trying to make it yeah. cost efficient for yeah. all. Of our and we have an introductory rate since mm -hmm. we're you know. Newer, and we're, so. we're trying to watch our overhead cost. You know, we're actually predominantly, um, you know, 
via Zoom and, and we and we would love to have a space and, and have people come there, but we know what that would cost and what that would you know we're just to, not there right yeah, now. Yeah, and we, yeah. we don't want to pass that on. We don't want to, you know, build our make our overhead so high that we're super yeah um, we want to be affordable. Well, because we want to be able to help. And I think the thing that's hard on me is when people can't afford it but they need it. And so I end up sometimes not charging or getting yeah. a discounted price or because we want to when when you get down to it we just want to help everyone you yeah know? we this, this is this is all learning yeah i'm sure we'll get there but yeah, <laughs> yeah, i mean i mean because it does i mean i think what people don't understand is that yes it does cost a lot of money for these packages sometimes but they have they don't see how long it's taking us to go through and pick through their labs and their symptoms uh -huh. yeah and put all these puzzle pieces together i mean it took me 15 hours last week. I mean, <laughs> it takes a long time. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot of time that you're taking away from your family. And the, the money that they will save actually once they are feeling Feel better, better yeah. with not missing work, with not having to go to the doctors anymore, with you know, prescriptions. Yeah. Investment. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an investment in your health. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's tough because obviously we can't make literal guarantees ever, but you know, I'm always thinking in the back of my head too. That's why, you know, we're highly trained in qualifying the person and making sure that we can help them. And if they need to be referred out doing so accordingly, because if I know in the back of my head, even if I can't say it fully, uh, that I a hundred percent can help them. I kind of ask myself like, wait, how much would it be worth for me, um, to no longer have these things? And, and usually the answer, you, you almost can't quantify it with money, right? You're talking about people's lives are affected. They're losing time on their lives. Um, there's no amount of money that you can put on it. So if you know that you can offer that to them, it's, it's totally cool. So where can people find you guys right now? I'm looking forward to an in-person version of this. Eventually, I think it's only a matter of time, but for now, where can people find you? Yeah, well, we're at www.revivefunctionalwellnesssc.com or on um, all social media, we're Revive Functional Wellness. Just Revive Functional mm -hmm. Wellness, yeah, on Facebook and Instagram. You're, you're telling me there's no podcast for all four of you yet? No, <laughs> yeah, we know. We need some version of this or I was almost, I know that you can't really do this because of privacy reasons, but I'm like, oh my God, I would pay so much to have a podcast of all four of you kind of going over the client cases together. Like oh, that, there's yeah. a show, man. Ladies, we do have the uh, signature question for you guys on the podcast today. It'll be cool to see if you answer similarly or differently. It's all good. And I'll go in reverse order uh, this time from how I started, assuming I can remember which order I started with. So <laughs> Emily, we will start with you. The signature question on this show is if we could, well, you guys might know this if you listen, uh, but if we could give you a magic wand and you could wave it and you could get the rest of us to all either do one thing for our health. So maybe we all start doing one thing or we stop doing one thing. What is the one thing that Emily would get us to do? Oh, um, I think one of the things that made the biggest difference in my health journey was changing my diet. Yeah. Um, that was the thing that I noticed the most. So I would say um, gluten-free. <laughs> I was going to really, say. As hard as it is sometimes, it really does make a difference. Yeah. Sabrina, you're next, my friend. Uh, I, we all <laughs> talked about this last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's definitely, we all came up with the same you know, yes, answer, sir. I think. Uh, eating that yeah. you know, nutrient-dense, whole food diet, you know, mm -hmm. and that nourishes the body and not the processed foods. That, that's the biggest thing I've seen change in my family's health. We mm -hmm. rarely get sick anymore over the mm -hmm. years since yeah. we've been working on this for about four or five years. And it's just, it's been amazing. Yeah. 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 Chris, do you got anything? 
I was going to say, yeah, you know, removing processed foods, being uh, eating really intentionally to fuel the body, really looking at what you're eating. Um, even if you need to take the time to track what you're eating for a few weeks, it, you can learn so much about your intake and and just, you know, trying to fine tune the, that for yourself, um, I think is going to make, uh, you know, a huge, a huge change for everybody. I think everybody can can do better with that. So. Tina, it's tough after three, but I, I don't want to knock it in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, so diet, of course, the, the eliminating gluten has been huge for everyone. Yes. Um, but personally for myself and um, for midlife women, adding in some of that heavy weight, mm. um, the heavy weights along with um, just walking around the block at night mm. and breathing in that fresh air. It's just, it's it's so important. So. Ladies, thank you so much for breaking a record on this podcast. You actually like double broke it because again, if we had three people on to be interviewed, that would have already broken it. So this is going to be a tough one. I don't know if I'm ever doing five people on here, um, but I'd love to you know set something up where we can actually dive fully into each individual story. So we'll set that up for the new year. Um, so anyone listening can stay tuned for that. Uh, but again, thank you so much for coming on. People know where they can find you. All the stuff is in the show notes. And I'm looking forward to having you each on individually again and seeing what the heck you do with this business because this is uh, very exciting stuff. Thank, thank you, Evan. Thank you so much. It was much. fun.